Welcome to the Tom Castro Shooting Academy podcast. You have now entered the next level. Alex, um, on your staff day, on your Friday, you shoot Friday, correct? Um, we originally were going to shoot Friday, but due to number of shooters wanting to shoot on Saturday, we cut the staff day on Friday to save us uh, money on hotels and food just to keep the match reasonable because attendance is down slightly from last year. Okay. But it didn't make sense to host Saturday with nobody really shoot because everyone wants to shoot on the last day of the match. I mean, it's, it's a known mm-hmm. given, but nobody wanted to shoot on Saturday. So we're like, well, we're going to save some money. We're going to have uh, staff embedded with some shooters, which I had to strategically do that enough where only so many shooters and so many staff on those squads and spread them out evenly enough. So it's, it's a challenge, but you know, ideal world. Yes. I would have staff shoot on a Friday and then you have two days for the competitors. Yep. So on that Saturday, you're, are you shooting? Uh, I'm going to try to shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're going to be match director Mm -hmm. that um, helping out with stats, of course. Yep. And trying to be a shooter all in the same day with competitors there. Yeah, and that's that's where it's gonna be hard is that's wow. I thought my I thought my Fridays were bad. Yours is insane. Yeah, and I mean I'm I'm very lucky I have a couple people I can trust who I, I'm able to delegate to, but um it, I'm probably not gonna end up to be able to shoot. Um can I, one thing I wish well if I was I messed up my arm. Uh, MGM popper fell on it a month ago, so I didn't even get to shoot this match. That's why we use oh. Target USA because they don't fall and hurt your arm. Okay, that's. <laughs> hey, it's just anyway. a quick, easy plug. My bad, dude. I'm just saying. Anyway. You know, at least you didn't get hurt by the the Target USA, the guy who sponsored our match. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by so the way, I'm just, you could get, get hurt by any them. steel, but Target USA doesn't didn't hurt him. So I just, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. Are you done with your plug? <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> That's so if funny. i would have been able to shoot i probably this year would have tried to do a shoot through mm-hmm. just find the stage get on it and go because on thursday i would normally shoot with that day and i had so much to stuff to do thursday even if i wasn't hurt i don't know if i would have shot and then yeah. gary came up to me and goes you really should do it if you want to shoot go do a shoot through i'm like that's an excellent idea and i think i'll probably do that next year It'll hundred percent be what I do. I will not shoot on that day again. That was miserable for me. It really, um, it soured me for the match. I did not get to get a feel for the match. I didn't get a feel for the flow of the match. I didn't even get to really enjoy the stages, unfortunately, because I was in work mode the whole time. I mean, all I cared about was being range master and I'm not the damn range master. Hell, I wouldn't even, what did you call me? Did I even get a co-match director? Assistant. So that means I get nothing. So that, yeah, I'm surprised I even had MD next to me. I was assistant. Assistant bitch is what I was. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was Clay. Clay yeah, I David. didn't get anything. So, but um, yeah, it was miserable. It was absolutely miserable. You have to go in. But I. that being said, I kind of knew it wasn't going to go well. I just didn't know it was going to go that. Un- I didn't know it was going to be that bad. It so was you finally, much. you finally felt the 5% of staff day. No, no. So, so here's my, here's my. Here's my goal. And I said this to staff. Uh, we had a staff had a, you know, the range master meeting and everything that they always do. And I, I brought this up. It's a shame if that's what staff has to go through. It's bullshit. Honestly, this is how we lose staff. This is why staff doesn't stick around. Um, when new shooters come in and they, they get the staff experience, if that's what it is, this is this, this sports dead. Um, 
me being an ultimate competitor, me being a grandmaster, me trying to win a national championship every year, me hopefully in the hunt for one every single year at this point on, because I get my shit together. Um, I, I would never, ever, ever accept that is that's what our sport is because it there's no way in hell the shooter that has a staff day for for what we went through is ever getting the same experience as a competitor but they're scored the same that's not right right if your score counts the same then your match experience should be damn similar right now obviously in, in south carolina and area the area six area that does their staff reset you're never going to get the true experience that another competitor but you know that when you sign up Right. You know that when you sign up. So there's a, there's a different scenario for that one, right? You're good, but the shooting should be the shooting. You should, okay. If I have to fix a popper, you have that happen at matches that have been proofed, right? Like every once in a while, a, a, a steel will get messed up. That's fine. That's nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. But to sit there and have to rebuild, remove things or rebuild stages because of, you know, of things. And again, it's, this has nothing to, this is not a, a, a ding on the grant on the, the range masters or the, it's just how it is like that. There was a lot of shit that could go wrong at our match. So that's what Thursday was for. Right. That's why Todd designed it that way. And guess what? It did go wrong on Thursday. Right. <laughs> like every single thing that could go wrong. We found on Thursday. And a oh. lot of those happened to be right before I shot um, staff banner, like banners, a great example, and I don't know how many people know this. You cannot put banners up on walls after people have shot it. So in other words, if staff comes in on Thursday, or let's just say staff comes in Friday, if you don't have the sponsor's banners to put up on the wall and you're going to put them on the wall, guess what? You just lost that stage because it changes the view from for every shooter like so in other words if i didn't have a, a banner up that blocked the view i can see the target sooner i can aim sooner I, it's a visual difference there is a big difference mm -hmm. so i have to put those up the only other option is to put up something else that blocks the vision like uh saran wrap or uh corrugated board whatever it is you have to put something else up the block but it looks like shit so we don't want that. We want the banners up. We want to put the sponsors banners up. Well, unfortunately I didn't receive banners from some of my vendors until the day of uh, a shooting. <laughs> and that means this match, we had to jump around. So in other words, because I care about my vendors, I had to jump from state different. We had to take our squad and go, uh, let's just say we started on four. Or, or we start, we were going to start on one and work the whole match. Well, guess what? We had to start on two, then go to three, then skip four, then go to five, then skip six, then go to seven, then skip eight because we didn't have the banners up. So again, not having those banners made me jump around from stages that didn't, you know, and that's a pain in the ass too. Cause now you're getting in the cart when you could have literally just went to the next bay, mm -hmm. right? You're going all the way up to the top and then having to come back down. There's just, there was a, if it could have went wrong. It, it went wrong on Thursday. Um, well, we actually sent somebody out for the banners too. So we lost a person for an hour and a half. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Because thanks to Mr. Bill Dudoff from go fast. Don't suck. We were able to, <laughs> basically, I was able to get a hold of the vendors that didn't have their banners that weren't mailed back to them from from other matches. They didn't have banners. So we were able to call him and he stayed up uh, basically till 1245 making banners for people to have, and then get them overnighted to us to put up on stages. So a lot of the banners you see are, 
because of him. Uh, I mean, he made all of my banners uh, I planned on earlier, obviously, but then I was like, hey, since you're making extra, throw me some extra banners in there. Little did I know that he was going to stay up till 1245 making those extra banners, but he got them all done. Yep. I was able to put an extra couple banners out there on well, this on, around the match for myself, but mm-hmm. we got real lucky with that too because he was already set up. He was literally making all the Dragon's Cup banners already yep. when we called. If that wanted to happen, he might not have been able to get them done for the match. And and again, you know, at the end of the day, whose fault is that? <laughs> right? Like you have to you have to get those. Nope, don't point at me. I don't <laughs> make banners, and I certainly don't order banners. You you, you know it, it's. I guess I wasn't really going to talk about this much with the, with the sponsorship stuff, but cause I don't want it to sound like a negative thing, but cause it's really not, but everybody fights to get their banners on a stage. And I think I kind of started talking about this, or we talked about this maybe pre-match pre pre-video that we were doing this. All the sponsors are fighting to get their, they want a stage, right? Because that's where they're going to see their, their, their banners. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, their banners in the vendor area is where it really should be. Uh, you're not going to see that banner. It's not going to be as good as being in the vendor area. Let me just say it like that. A lot of these banners get buried in the stages and you never find them. Uh, one thing that I made that was important to me is if I got extra banners from people, I spread them out throughout the vendor area. Mm-hmm. I, when you walked up to the stage, you got a banner in your face, not just on the stage, but before you got to the stage. So when you drove by the vendor, the, the, the stage, you, I put up banners on our canopies so that you could see the vendor before you even got on the stage. You didn't need to be a shooter to see that vendor, to see that banner. Unfortunately, I don't, I didn't get a lot of banners, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Like you might get one or two banners if you're lucky. Um, so banner sizes also matter. I had a couple banners that I struggled putting up because the stage didn't fit it. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that we're going to change next year that I talked to Todd about is from now on, I want to make sure that we design stages around banners. And what I mean by that is whatever the stage is, we're going to put a nice flat wall like facing so you can put a banner up. I had a couple stages that were very difficult to put banners on. I was, I had to be very creative on where I put banners because you can't see them. (laughs) You know, uh, I'm a big fan of, of barrels with banners. They really are sexy, right? Nice. And you can put them up there and it doesn't really affect somebody's vision, but I'll be damned if you don't put a banner on a bar- set of barrels with a swinger in front of it, the, the publicity for that uh, sponsor is going to be there, right? I put, we put go fast, don't suck on my, on my bobber stage. Uh, they just happened to fall on that stage where I put those bobbers or Todd was strategic enough to put them there. And every single time the bobbers went off, you saw a go fast, don't suck, right? I mean, it's, you just, as a, as someone who's concerned about the vendors and sponsors, you have to be more aware of showing them off, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I agree to that. And it's definitely a pain in the ass when your walls or your banner, you, you know, there's nothing flat to put it on. It's a pain in the ass. Um, I know if at my range, we've had to put them on the sides, like on um, you know, fence spikes, essentially onto the side, just because it didn't work, but it was still present for the shooters. It's definitely, I wish more people thought, I wish more people up here thought about stage design for a banner because you'd always put that flat wall facing, you know, hundred yeah. percent. but, they, but some people who run matches up 
um, run matches don't think about the sponsors. They don't think about the people who help make the match go or mm-hmm. they just, Hey, we got a prize table or the staff get some prizes. Thanks. You know, they don't think that they, they don't know how to return the, the investment back to the, sh- the sponsor. Well, I, I will tell you, and this is something that I talked about. Uh, Todd and I talked about with Bill when we, when I had him on the podcast the last time, like a great example is Todd didn't give a shit about vendors last year when it comes to finding sponsorship, right? He did. That wasn't a priority of his because guess what? He's got a match to run. So what Bill kind of mentioned, like you should find help. And Todd, Todd even said, he goes, listen, I want sponsors. I just, I I can't take my energy off of what I'm doing here and go chase vendors and chase sponsors. So that's where I came in this year was to kind of take that over. And honestly, Todd did a couple things this year that I was like, dude, no more, like, stop. Like you can't, you have too much to do already, but it makes it harder on me to follow up. Right. Like there was things that I had to follow up with that. I didn't have a phone number for a person. I never made a contact with anyone. Todd did all that. Mm-hmm. So next year, unfortunately, Todd's dumping all of his work on me. No, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of vendors next year, hundred percent. And I'm going to build that relationship. And obviously everything is Todd's, right? It's not my match. It's Todd's match. I'm just there to assist, but I'm going to take over the vendor area and kind of make sure that that area is not a stress on him. Right. I mean, and the goal there is, is you have to find help period. Like that's something that I honestly, one of the reasons I wanted to quit doing the match, I didn't even want to come back next year was because of the lack of help that we've had at the end of the match. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've put everything up, (laughs) everything up. And it's just like, all right, cool. The match is over peace. And it's like, it's not over. (laughs) Like, so I'll give you guys a little insight into the last two days for Todd and I, I have been emailing sponsors. Todd has been paying people, uh, getting prize stuff, ready, finding out about trophies. Uh, let's see, going back to the range and reorganizing the hurricane that happened after the match. You know why he had to do that? Because everybody's tired. So everybody just starts throwing shit in the connex. Well, guess what? There's a match on Thursday that Todd had to have ready for the next group of people that use that equipment. So now instead of it just being able to be chucked in there, we'll get to it when we get to it. Guess who the only guy is that goes in and has to fix it. The dude that's the match writer, the dude's not getting paid. I left. I went home. I had to go home. I had a nine, 10 hour drive to get my ass home. I couldn't stay. So again, it doesn't do itself. Right. It doesn't do itself. And, and again, this, I don't want this to sound like a complaint, but it's, it's definitely something that's going on in our sport that has to be fixed or we're not going to have the sport and it makes you want to quit. It just makes you quit. Right. I'm not burned out. Don't get me wrong. I'm not burned out at all. Like I'll be super excited next year at the South Carolina sectional. I'm already taught. Uh, Todd and I have talked every single day about how to make next year better already. And we're, uh, even though we were both like, screw this, we're quitting. We were both like, all right, we're quitting. And then we're like, all right, man, how can we make this better? <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it's, it's hard, right? It's very difficult. Um, you know, Todd's lucky enough to have a great group of people there, but even then there's still like, even our, our group of people don't understand how much extra that goes into it as the match director. Right. I mean, we, we woke up every single day, and got to the range by six o'clock. We were up at five and we didn't get home till nine 30, 10 o'clock every single night. We didn't leave the range till dark. 
And I don't think people know that, you know, there's people that roll in at nine, 10 o'clock in the morning when we're building stages. And I'm like, Hey, what's going on guys. Thanks so much for your help. We've been here since six, <laughs> you know, and it's like this stuff didn't get itself out here, you know, by itself. Um, but again, dude, you take the help you can get, man. They're awesome. The, the vendor, the people that Todd have as helpers has been amazing. Like it really has the guys that stuck around that worked through the match. I mean, dude, that's amazing. Like you don't get that. That's hard to find. Those 10 guys, they helped set up. They yep. helped in some degree. They all helped tear down. They worked the match. Yep. It's, I mean, I it know sucks. I got frustrated with stuff, but yep. honestly, I couldn't do it without them. And I hope yep. each and every one of them knows that. I mean, okay, I'm going to mess up names here. Hartley, David Hartley, Tyler Meisenheimer, Randy Meadows. Chris Holiday. Huh? Chris, Chris Holiday. Holiday. Um, Ivan, I'm going to solder his last name, Lychee. Um, <laughs> um, Clay Henson came in and helped. He was a huge help on the match days to me. Who else am I missing here? Sam Caldwell, but I, I you said him, but I interrupted you when I was. Yeah, Sam, the Hobbit. Yeah, um, I like ended. I, actually, I put him in the video. He's now Thor. He's got a little hammer that he threw. <laughs> See, it's really awesome. It's funny. <laughs> I'm sure I'm missing somebody in there, but there's like, oh, Donovan Stetner, half sack. Donovan's awesome, man. That guy, he's yep. It's pretty amazing. There's a, listen, that that's a that's Adrian, your core group, though, right? Yep. Like Adrian so, and Aaron English. Yeah, Aaron not was there. Yep, yep. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I think he was all the last one we were missing. So, I mean, again, you had 70 staff and those 10 people stuck around, right? Uh, those 10 people were there to help build. Um, it just sucks. Uh, Randy, 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 uh, Meadows was there to build. He wasn't there to tear down, but he, but he worked the match too. So, yeah. you know, he, uh, uh fi <laughs> Randy comes in and does Wi-Fi for, you know, two, three months. Uh, let us borrow his car for a battery. Um, yep. you know, he, he was the main, main reason why the Wi-Fi worked. Cause Todd was, we don't have power up at those upper bays. So again, guy lets us borrow his freaking car. To, to make sure that he could get wife talk could get wi-fi up there it you know there's a lot of great volunteers in that area and it just sucks that at the end you feel like you don't have any help because you don't have 70 people right <laughs> just uh, you have help but it's just like it's never it's just so much that i don't think people know go into it um, when you're tired nobody no recognizes the help on, right. or the help that you're doing oh we forgot matt hopkins Yes. Hopkins. Oh dude. He, that guy was, I actually mentioned him in my live video the other day. He, he was, uh, I really enjoyed working with him. Like he, he was a big asset for the stage building. Like I was talking about how, yeah. you know, just a little, like trying to take that extra effort to make a stage better by moving something, you know, at some point you get just so tired and you're just like, screw it. And then you're like, yeah, but let's just keep making this a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And that's what changes stages. That's why the stages all turned out. We had yeah. a lot of great feedback for, for about our stages. Yeah, I've done a lot of work with Matt stats-wise. Um, he's taught me a lot about practice scoring stuff, and he's always helped tear down the Belton match, but that was the first time I'd been around him building stages. And the wealth of knowledge and the stuff that he could see that I wasn't seeing, I'm like, God damn, when do I get there? Yeah, I've he's been a, doing this he's for a big reason for the vendor area, man. He, uh, he scheduled, yeah. he was able to, we sat down, I don't know, three or four months ago, we sat down and had a meeting, me, Todd and him and uh, Matt, and we talked about how do we get the vendor area to be successful? And and I kind of begged and pleaded, like, how do I force him in there? He's like, well, let's just schedule it. And then I'm like, Todd's like, uh, can you like, don't screw the match up? You know, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, can we schedule it? Because then it was a forced stop. 
and it worked out great. I would have liked to have had a little bit longer stop, but you're not going to get that in a half day format. I mean, we ended up getting, I think 30, 30 to 45 minutes, 30 minutes per shooter. I we definitely didn't get 45 minutes, but 30 minutes per shooter. And it worked out really well because the only time it really got screwed up was the rain. Mm -hmm. uh, that was really only the issue that I think we had with the, with the rain. So, uh, but it just kind of killed the vibe. Uh, it ended up working out well because when it stopped raining, everybody packed into there and like Saturday kind of Saturday proved me that it worked. Uh, Sunday was really good in the afternoon, but it just was a smaller, smaller pop than I hoped for. Cause a lot of people that were up top didn't have to come down. So there's some, there's going to be some things that I change next year that will force them back into the vendor area if they want a prize. So uh, you're going to have some specific stuff that'll relieve some stress on stats as well, or registration. Let me rephrase that because we had some stuff now where people were just randomly walking up and dropping stuff off. And I, I want to fix that. I want it to be a lot more scheduled to where we take some pressure off some of our staff. Um, I'm sure Todd's got a hundred million things to do, but all right, man. So listen, let's get to the nitty gritty. I'm sure everybody wants to know about stage eight. Uh, we could talk about stage eight if you'd like um, so we can get the, the real story out there. So we don't have any, you know, rumors and, or whatever, but, and then we can wrap it up. So, uh, but before we get to stage eight, cause that'll probably be the last thing we talk about, Alex, do you have anything you want to talk about with your match? I'll let, I want you to plug it before we, we get off the podcast, but is there anything else specific like that we kind of talked about? Like, I'm really interested in the vendor stuff. Like, what did you think about the vendor area we did? Did you see a lot of the videos that I put out? I think I seen every video that was put out. Um, <laughs> it was I, I like to see it. Um, I wish you had a bigger bay. Um, so that, I mean, yes, they were in there like sardines, but I don't worry. I'm getting two bays next year. Oh, two bays. Whoop, whoop. So, sorry, Todd. Um, <laughs> just knock that berm down. You'll just make it one really big wide bay. Oh um, man. That is exactly what's happening. Yes. <laughs> just if you had a, a dirt mover, Jason Wood would knock it down for you that day and then rebuild it when he leaves. <laughs> But I liked it. I like to be forced. Like, I honestly, like, if I came to the South Carolina section match, I would have bought some Premier because I need new ear pro. Yeah. Um, and like, it's like, oh, that's a perfect. I, I, they don't come to North. Like, that's a problem. They don't, I think the farthest they go is Ohio. And that's usually for at Cardinal for SASP because they get all those shotgunners and those kids there and they make ear pro. Right. But they don't come North enough for me. So it's like, how's I, I want some. So I definitely would stop and see all the vendors. Um, I love bullshitting with Brian because uh, a free kind of gold and a good conversation is always what you get when you walk into his booth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But who wouldn't want to shoot guns for free? Like uh, you can go shoot a Da Vinci or a masterpiece arms. Like, oh. I mean, like yeah. I have an open gun, but I'd still want to shoot one. <laughs> Trust me. That I, masterpiece uh... arms, the limited open one. Oh my uh -huh. God. Yeah. Then I looked at the price. <laughs> limited optics. Yeah. Limited, not op limited open, limited optics. So what did I, I say? Limited, you, you, did you don't just it. go talk to Phil and be like, hey, Phil, can I get a, can I get a, yeah, exactly. further up? We talked about, <laughs> I said, I posted a video of him shooting it. And I said, be prepared for the mics. And then he just starts crushing. And I didn't know how well he was going to do because his arm was so messed up. Uh, but he did really well. I think he only had, he even, we watched the video together. He goes, one mic. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you heard it too, didn't you? I was like, I didn't even listen to the mics, but he, he crushed it. And then I asked him if he was going to get up. I said, how about that match director discount? And he started laughing. He's like, I like this, <laughs> but they have, um, I was able to shoot their guns and they are, 
I really like yep. them. The, I can see some limited there. optics in my future if uh, yep. with masterpiece arms for sure. You, I like you just stuff. you're just gonna put a magwell on your canic and call it a day. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even care about a magwell, but I will tell you, I I got a chance to shoot their um, the limited optic gun, and I had to wear an IDPA rig, unfortunately. So like my you know my the guns up in my armpit when I had to draw mm-hmm. and stuff. So it, that kind of sucked, but. Um, other than my IDPA thumb gun. being an issue because i just not used to the gun so like i rode my thumb on the slide and, and it, i was riding on that slide pretty hard that i was stopping the gun mm-hmm. um other than that god dude i had one run where the guy shot one out one charlie <laughs> I was like, and i ran the shit out of that gun but uh i really very 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 nice really liked it a lot so i had a, a stage that i shot with uh, against david lyle um, who works for them. And he took my plastic fantastic. And I shot against him with uh, a masterpiece arms, limited optic gun. Well, all I can tell you is I think I have a mag here. Yeah, here it is. So I picked the mag up with literally like two fingers like this. Like it was the worst mag grab. Cause I, I'm going out of an IDPA rig. Right. And I was like, I threw that thing into the gun and I'm thinking, Oh my God, I love this five gallon bucket at the bottom of this thing. I just, <laughs> it just flew into the gun like nothing the canic i would that some bitch would have flown to the other side of the world i would have never got it in the gun uh because it was such a bad grip but i was just like oh i like this like i like this magwell thing so i don't know i just they they're very nice gun you know very very oh, yeah. nice products uh, they are amazing people uh i was able to sit down and talk to lauren which is their marketing director i met phil they had brought a gentleman named tommy um yeah. That guy in itself is a big reason why I think that it was such a success. That guy's personality, his mindset, his attitude, it was pretty awesome. All right. So I got to, um, Todd, yeah. fill, fill in what you guys thought about what you thought about Masterpiece Arms. I've got to find a review to send or to read out loud on this podcast. It's very important. So go, Todd. Okay. Oh, I know which one you're talking about, but yeah. also Masterpiece Arms. Don't, um, I, when I was shooting the limited open gun, <laughs> Tommy hands me another gun. These are literally the only like 25 shots or 20 shots that I shot during the entire match. Hands me their 10 millimeter. <laughs> and I'm like, I haven't shot iron sights in over a year. And I'm like, okay, here come the mics. And that thing was flat, even with a 10 mil. I was like, oh my God, no mics. I think I only told them to put like five or seven rounds in it because I'm like, and then my arm definitely hurt after that one. It didn't hurt after the limited optic one, but it did definitely hurt after the 10 mil, but it was, that was fun to shoot. And it was, um, that one was um, all stock um, factory ammo too. So. All right. I found it. I, I actually, I remember Cause I read, this was like the third one that came in. Uh, I think it was like the third one. So we have 182 responses. So I'll talk a little bit about what, Todd did before I promise guys we'll talk about the stage if you're only listening for that stage part <laughs> kind of go towards the end because I really don't care about that stage um, so this is a one of the things that we decided to do this year that I talked to Todd about Todd's amazing at like the paperwork stuff and the conversation like doing the survey so he created I told Todd I said listen we have to fill out some kind of thank you letter that we can send to the vendors and I want to make it because I call, I don't want to say lazy. Unfortunately, some people are, but we're busy, right? We're all really, really busy. So what is, how much work is it for me to find the vendor, send a letter to the vendor or write a Google review or all that stuff, right? So what we did is, 
or what Todd did is he wrote up a, basically a survey for the vendors. So every single shooter staff, everybody got a email with this survey. So where they could go in and say, thank you to each and every vendor. We have 182 spot responses right now for our vendors to send to them. So, and that's in each individual uh, uh, letter is going to go to each individual one. So they're going to send one to each one, but we're going to do it. All you have to do is fill out the paperwork. And it's, that's the best part is you don't have to do anything other than just, okay, cool. A few words, tell them your personal experience with the match and what you thought and, and just show them. Thank you. So most people know I'm not a quitter. I, I hate quitting. I don't care if the gun blew up and you have to throw bullets at the targets, right? I, I'm, I just, I don't like quitting. I think the problem with quitting is eventually you're going to walk away from that quit and you're going to realize like, fuck, man, I am so disappointed in myself. I should have continued on. I should have just grabbed anything and finished the match, right? So if your gun blows up, whatever it is. So we had a guy come over to the, to the safe table and just had all kinds of problems with his gun. He something I'm trying to think he um, something happened with his firing pin. He was having struggles with it. Da, 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 da. So he takes it over to the, uh, the fi live fire bay, which was really cool because he was able to work on his gun without going to a safe table, uh, worked on the live fire. Then he was able to test it. So he goes over, he's checking it. And then he opens up the gun and, Firing pin goes flying off. He loses a stop block, loses all kinds of shit with the gun, right? So he's like, I'm done. I'm finished. Well, he, he was dumb enough to walk by my tent and say that out loud. <laughs> so I said, no, 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 no. There's no quitting. Hold on a second. Right there. Masterpiece arms. So Tommy, the gentleman who's working there says, oh, no, no, no. There's no quitting. Cause he, he you know, he heard me say that before he said, no, 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 there's no quitting. Come over here. He tears apart. He finds a toolbox with all these extra parts and he's trying to find what he needs. So he finds a firing pin for the guy. The guy's like, oh man, I don't have my stop block. So it doesn't really matter. You, you know, it, I can't shoot. And Tommy goes, no, 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 hold on. I let's do this. He takes the part out of a gun, a test gun that they're using and puts the parts in that gun. He's got a damn uh, multi-tool with a file on it. He goes, it's going to fit. The guy's like, no, no, you're not filing anything. He goes, the shit I'm not, this gun is working before you leave here. I want people to understand something. This is not a masterpiece arms gun. This is a totally different brand. So he gets the gun working and sends him on his way. This is the response that I got back from him for, for masterpiece arms. MPA took parts from their bin and even robbed parts off of a complete gun to get my non MPA 2011 back and running to finish out the event. Can't say thank you enough for them lending parts and services only to be gifted those items upon completion of the event. Didn't even charge them for the parts. Their customer service and dedication to our sport shows they will be here for years to come. Thank you for helping me achieve second B class in open. Boom. That dude was ready to quit and throw his match away and ended up placing in the top three of the match because he stayed in, in the game and got his gun fixed. Thanks to Masterpiece Arms. That's the kind yep. of sponsorship I want in our match, in our sport. If those guys don't show up to the match, though, that dude's match is over. Yep, and Da Vinci does the same thing with their PCCs. It can be a Da Vinci PCC or not, and they'll just give them one of their PCCs off the table and let them go shoot it and finish the match. They actually have just done that. 
They just fixed a, I have a, a response from somebody else saying that they got, they had parts that the guy needed. He couldn't find. He had, they had parts at the match and he was able to get them when he was there. Not yeah. even for fixing his gun, but he needed parts for a gun and he had them there with him to sell or, or give them to him or whatever he needed. So, I mean, listen, having the vendors at the match is important. I don't care what anybody right. says. You you know, you you have a match, you need a you need a part. You have somebody who makes open guns and you're shooting a 2011, you're probably going to have the part there. They're going to have the parts. So, uh, the whole it's the internet, buy it on the internet is bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. We're not on the internet when we're you can't just go to the internet when you're at a match, right? You just can't. You have to have those parts in hand to finish your matches. So, it's 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 important. You know, it's really, really important. Um, actually, that same gentleman sent me an email saying thank you for telling him not to quit. <laughs> you know, so I mean, he was like, bro, that was awesome because because of you, I didn't quit. And because of Masterpiece Arms, I was able to finish the match. I mean, it's like, that's what it's supposed to be, though, man. That's what I've always known of this sport is the people are the best. You know, these there's a lot of, in my world, I've dealt with a lot of shitheads in this sport. But the majority of people in this sport are amazing. You know, and they are willing to help you and throw your stuff at, you know, help just literally give you guns, literally give you bullets, give you magazines, give you a belt. I mean, I don't know. I I had at least two scenarios where I helped people stay in the match, not just that guy, but there was another guy who was having issues with his belt. He wasn't really set up for production, needed magazines and all this stuff. And I spent 30 minutes working on his belt to get him legal so he could finish the match and not be moved to open. I mean, it's you know, just help people, man. It's, it's the best part of our sport. You can help so many people do things, you know, and hopefully it saves their match. It, well, I know Tom's not going to tell the story because he doesn't, but at the match, he actually loaned his gun out to somebody so they could finish the match. Like somebody's can it written down. Tom loaned his out. So some, this kid could finish. I don't know if it was kid, dad, whatever, but somebody at the match finished their match with Tom's gun. Shit. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and my belt i gave him my belt too because i put my gun in his holster and i was like uh-uh. <laughs> it ain't gonna work dude <laughs> like, I, don't, I, I was like i don't like and luckily gary was there um so he was stood right there and watched him and he was like and i was like hey gary what do you think and like just watching him put it in his mag in his in his mag pouch i was like dude just take my belt and i took my belt off i said i said unfortunately none of this is where you're probably used to but at least you're going to finish. And he came up to me afterwards and handing me my gear. And he goes, dude, that was the best groups I've had all day. I was like, plastic. Fantastic. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. So uh, that was cool though. I'm, I listen, I, I would want someone to help me out, you know, and I, yeah. I, I have, I had, I've had people help me before with the same thing. So I'm definitely going to pay that back. I think it's important to be like that. Um, I, I like helping people, man. It's I, that's, it makes me feel good. You know, I love to watch other people do do well. I love to watch people, you know, not, I don't want to see anybody quit. I hate that. I hate that. You, trust me. You can get through it. It sucks. You know, I mean, trust me, Todd and I both wanted to quit like a son of a bitch this weekend. There was a quite a few moments where we're like, dude, can we just go home? Like I'm out <laughs> you know. Yep. and you just stick it out and make it better. Whatever you got to do to do better. So area six last year, um, sitting there right next to the safe table and I'd go down and touch my gun and my holster starts going back and forth <laughs> i had one screw left out of the three in my holster and i was like uh i guess i'm duct taping this and donovan stetner and tristan um can't remember it starts with an O. Oh, i can't remember the last name but both looked at me and are like uh bill duda has a red hill tactical kit for holsters over nice. here i'm gonna go buy it for you you start working on this and we're gonna get you back in if duda wanted to been there that day i would have had to duct tape holster maybe 
or maybe not would have finished that match. I don't, I don't think people realize, I don't think people realize vendors included how much they could make or how many of those stories happen or won't, will never happen because they're not there. I I just, we've gotten to the point now where we don't think that the going to the matches is financially worth it. Well, I'll tell a little story about how financially worth it it is. Masterpiece Arms was there on Saturday. It was booming on Saturday afternoon. Booming. We had staff going in, staff staff would come in and walk around the vendor area during their break. We had people coming in that were going for the afternoon shift. We had the morning shift leaving, okay? That place probably had 50 to 60 people at a time in it, just walking around, getting stamps, doing the live fire area, doing my training. I ended up doing a live training seminar at lunchtime. We had 30 people standing there watching me giving this seminar. So that brought, and and the bender area was packed with shooters. Like you couldn't even see some of the tents from like, from where I was at. I look over and I'm like, oh my God, I can't see any of the guns over there. So the afternoon squad comes in and come to find out Masterpiece Arms told, sold two guns that night on Friday night because those shooters came in Friday and were able to test the guns, try the guns. They sold two guns that night. The guys came back on Saturday and said, hey, just want to let you know, I ordered two guns. I, uh, one guy, they were both friends. He said, I ordered one and he ordered one because we both loved the experience and got, we loved the gun. But we wouldn't have done that if we didn't get to try it. Yep. And in the survey results, Da Vinci and Masterpiece Arms, I guarantee sold guns because of this event. Yeah. Listen, nobody's going to drop. I would never personally drop the kind of money it takes to buy a 2011 or a, a quality Da Vinci uh, uh, gun like that at that cost without trying it. I'm just not going to. I, I don't. I'm just not that guy. Right. I'm a researcher. I research what I buy. I want to test it. I want to try it. I'm just, that's the, that's how I am. That's why I let people try the Canics and the, the guns that I, the Da Vinci, anytime some I'm at a match and I'm not in the middle of shooting something, I'm like, here, you want to try it? I just, you know, I'm fine with it. it. That's how you, that's how it works, right? Like we've always, that sports always been like that. I, I mean, I bought my very first shadow too, because I tried somebody else's, right? I mean, I'm not at that time, those things were 15, 16, 1700 bucks. Like, I'm not spending that kind of money on that gun. I don't even know what it's like, <laughs> you know? And then I tried one. I was like, oh, yeah. bought it. You know, it's just, you know, everybody can recommend things, but until you get your hands on it, that's when the real magic happens between the customer and and the firearm industry, right? You got to put your hands on it. Uh, I know how many people are asking me after I left the SHOT Show about the 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 dot, the competition dot from Trigicon. Um, Holosun, sorry. See, there you go. I'm talking about his sponsors now uh, <laughs> from Holosun. I mean, everybody asked me about, I'm, I'm telling you, I, that was one of my most popular videos from SHOT Show. They wanted to know what that dot was all about. And it was one of those things where I was like, you should probably see it in person <laughs> because it's a great dot. I just personally didn't like the, the, the way they were doing the dot, but it's a great, great optic. They're a great company. I shoot a, a 510C for my PCC. So it's just personal choice. You know, you're going to spend three, $400 on a product that you don't even like. It's that's hard to do sometimes for most people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, we've had a lot of great experiences with vendors so far at, at the match with that, when it comes to that. So, I mean, that, that's why I was like, man, I got to get that story. I was one of my favorite emails that came in so far was just that that guy not quitting was able to finish his match and not only just finish the match, but dude, he got freaking won a trophy and took second place. I thought, so if his gun doesn't break, he doesn't win. He probably wins the match. Right. So, I mean, that's the thing that's cool. 
Like, you know, we were able to save that match for him and, and get him into the podium. But all right, man. What else do you have to say, Manning, before we let you go? Oh, well, you know, we've got the match coming up in your, but by the time Tom posts this, it'll be probably a week away. There's still time to register to get on the match. Um, 10 awesome stages uh, made by me purely because I like to take punishment and do everything caught by myself. <laughs> um, but you know, awesome. Sound sponsors. Like a guy I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the only person you can blame is yourself when you fuck it up yourself, when you do it yourself. Oh, yeah. right? True story. <laughs> <laughs> but we've definitely got some awesome sponsors for the match. I mean, we shared a lot of them, you know, outdoor dynamics, uh, shooters connection, Trigicon, um, range Panda, go fast. Don't suck. Came on board dominate defense uh oh gx products action brass co the blue bullets and mf defense all jumped on board pretty quickly and nicely um for my match so they'll be represented greatly um it'll be a fun time uh it it's early season so i mean you can all get ready for the next major i guess because you know in like two weeks after that we're going to shoot another one but it's uh uh there's still time to register guys uh, so I'd, i recommend go check it out um uh, Michigan's it's what 2023 Chile Custom Gunworks Michigan Sectional Championship on practice score. I don't know if I'm forgetting. I'm probably forgetting something, but it's my own fault because I don't re- I don't ever take notes of what I need to take for. Oh, an I, interesting, ooh. Todd. But, yeah. Oh, um, what what's that? Non note taker. Right, but if I do have a note, if you get Outdoor Dynamics ammo and you're going to buy some, use the code Manny and you're going to save some money, and. Uh, send John some business. Cause he's an awesome dude. He, he's supporting the sport. He's supporting my match, all the match. Like he's got like 10 or 12 matches he's supporting this year, which is freaking awesome. But yeah, that's awesome. Use the code Manny, save yourself some money. And uh, I want to say it's 20% when I did the math, it was, but don't quote me on it. Use the code Manny, get some, save some money and let John know that uh, you heard about it from me. Yep. And I don't know if you know this Manny, but he's actually the match director for North Carolina section. Yep. He is and his match opens up April 1st. I want to think. Yep. April 1st. What a bunch of idiots we all run around and friends with. Like we're all I know, right? I God. <laughs> like, I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> all right. So uh well, I just one question before we get on to, to, to the stage uh eight. What is Panda doing for your match? Uh what is he providing? I'm really interested in because he's doing the the is he doing the cases or there's a bunch of stuff he does, right? He makes all kinds of things. Right. So what he threw for the prize table is he made 650, 750 ammo. So 30 cal ammo cans stuffed with everything you kind of need for a 650, 750. So tool oh, nice. head, tool head, the 3D uh, tabs, um, a primer shoot, um, oh, nice. powder adjustment knob. So it ends up being like you throwing in two of those. So it's like $150 value a piece. Nice. So it's a nice package. He's like, make sure it stays fucking zip tied or people are going to rummage through it. I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> That's cool. Good deal. I'm, I'm kind of like jealous. I'm hoping everyone just kind of overlooks it so I can take it home because I need some more stuff. <laughs> because That's I'm awesome. not, I, I'm not going to p- cherry pick the prize table. Uh, yeah. Like I'm the last, like it doesn't matter if I drew my name first or in the middle, I'm going last. Like my staff yeah. comes before myself. So we did the same. We did the same thing. We actually did the prize table at the end of the year or at the end of the match this year. And it was the first one that I was part of. And, uh, the way the card system worked, it worked out really well, but we were same thing. Like we were like, uh, make sure, you know, card first, this guy went first. This is the package. We try to go from highest to lowest. Um, and it worked really well. So no matter who, where it fell, that that person was getting the next one. We like, basically what we did was like, this is the one that's next give me the name. This is the next one. Give me the name instead of trying to like the only other thing that we did that kind of sucked or that we wish we could have done was like somebody won the Da Vinci, which was awesome, but they were a carry optic shooter. We were like, Oh, that sucks. We were hoping a PCC guy would get it. Or that's the only thing that sucks sometimes about that is like, 
you don't always get the guy that need would actually use the get use the prize right but they you can sell worry. it do whatever they want with it but it would it is cool when you're like oh cool that guy shoots pcc won a rifle bag you know <laughs> like one of our guys won a rifle bag there that, that actually helped um it helped tear down and he ended up winning a rifle bag we we're like sweet that guy shoots pcc what a that was perfect timing <laughs> mm -hmm. so it just worked out good but all right so let's get to the nitty-gritty stage number eight for anybody who doesn't know at the south carolina sectional got tossed because of go comedy of airs <laughs> oh. <laughs> they i mean if I'm going to be honest, it really starts with me because I'd heard the stories and never clicked until this series of events happened. So we had a box of hardcover targets in the match director office where all the targets are kept from 2022. The slasher targets were made different from 2022 to 2023. When the guys were putting together, we always um, prepackaged like five changes of targets for the match so you the quartermaster can go in grab them for the changes and we always have one a full one pre-made um just in case so as they were taking the targets out throughout the days um we know that the correct target was on their thursday and friday we know the incorrect target was on their sunday morning saturday they've been the correct target or the incorrect target by the time it was caught on Sunday Sunday afternoon slash morning. Um, seven squads had already shot it. Um, even if we could have determined that, hey, Saturday didn't have Saturday had the correct target on there all day. Still, seven squads, three and a half hours of three and a half hours on a good schedule of reshoots just wasn't feasible. So. Gary Kluge and Gary McConnell, Jim Kluge, and myself all decided together that it was best to toss the stage at that time. So, I mean, the comedy of errors, it was left at the range, got put in at the range. In the, in the stage bag, um, the ROs put up the wrong target without paying attention to it. And it got determined because it was a target right after a rainstorm that had a bunch of holes in it specific spot because it was a slasher it needed changed and that's when it was found so it wasn't the holy monkey it wasn't the drop turner it wasn't the door it wasn't any equipment. it wasn't the stage yeah. it wasn't any of that yeah it there was a shooter that did try to get the stage tossed before that in loss where with the holy monkey he didn't think we had 25 percent visible at least 25 percent visible at rest we had to wait if anybody here has ever <laughs> shot a holy monkey you know and i'm not kidding when i say this 10 to 15 minutes for it to rest by itself so we had to wait 10 to 15 minutes for it to rest um gary mcconnell always takes pictures of all the movers and everything came up compared to picture when it got at rest to what he had on his phone it was the same so that was good and the stage was kept but without that um it wanted to happen. So, I mean, that was a full on arbitration that we had not arbitration. I don't want to say, but a full on stage contest because of the Holy monkey, which I'm glad it passed it, but ultimately we failed ourselves and got that stage tossed. Manny, don't do it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Don't get a stage tossed. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst feeling. So in the world. So let me, I, I want to talk about this as a shooter, not, not as a, not as Todd's friend, not as a match director. 
Um, I busted my ass on that stage. I made a, I put a lot of work into that stage. That was a ramp. I had to build a lot of that. I had to make sure that that thing worked. My Thursday morning or my Thursday afternoon started on that stage, fixing that, making sure that it was consistent and really making sure that thing worked. Um, we had to change uh, a couple things on the steel for the um, the drop turner. It was too tight, so we had to loosen it. We made a lot of changes on that stage to make that thing perfect. And it just sucks that you lose it on, a, you know, one thing, right? Like the, such a simple thing too, not even like, not even one of the big projects, right? Like not even that the ramp doesn't work or like the shit that's the easiest things to do is what got us. But this is this is it, man. This is part of our sport. It's about working together as a team, right? So like maybe next time it should be two or three people putting that target up together just to double or triple check it. And guys, this was towards the end of the day. It's they're tired, right? Staff is worked like a staff reset is not. That's why I keep telling people this staff reset shit isn't going to work. It's not going to last long. Like the only reason it works here in, in South Carolina and in down in here is because we have the population. Uh, look at, I mean, you're, you're getting what 35 staff. You said, mm -hmm. is that two, two per squad or three? They get two, three. And I think one or two squads get four just because of how big they are. Yeah. Try doubling that staff is what Todd had. Todd had 70 staff originally. And we dropped some dropped out literally the two days before the match. Oh, yeah. So that's why but, I go 10% above her. Yes. Here, so. so, I mean, I want you to think about that. You have <laughs> 70 staff to manage 70 staff to feed 70 staff to, uh, to, to house. You have all of these things that you have to come up with financially, the financials, <laughs> all the money went to staff. <laughs> oh like, yeah. Staff is I mean, the biggest expense on any yes. match. If anyone wants yeah. to look at a book of like what the mask cost, staff's your biggest cost. hundred percent, but yeah. they want to add more staff. And they don't mm -hmm. want the match fees to go up too expensive. They they think $5 extra here is not going to do it. It isn't. I promise. Mm -hmm. $5 ain't cutting shit. Hotel and food keep going up and up. Yes. <laughs> it's not going to work. So, I mean, it's that's the thing. is It's just, it is what it is. It sucks. It happened. But I got to tell you, as a shooter, I didn't care. Now, where I would have cared is if it would have affected my scores. Like, if I was winning the match and I lost the match because that stage was gone, that would have, that does suck. That well, That is a problem. It did affect some people's scores that way. So yes, and it sucks. But what would you? What was the other option to have a dishonest, make it dishonest, and go? Oh well, no one noticed it, and just slap a target up there. Or, I mean, that's the thing. That's, you want integrity, I mean, or you don't want integrity. That's you got to. What's your trade off? Makes sense. Yeah, and once I became aware of it, I was ninety percent sure I was going to do it. But I went back to the match director office and just pulled the next bag that was up, and it had the wrong target in it. And I'm like, well. This kind of solidified it for me. So I remember I drove by you. Um, I was on my way. I was telling all the staff to tell the shooters to come back down to the vendor. Area. I'm going to do another seminar on Sunday afternoon uh, after the match was over Sunday evening. And I remember driving by Todd. I go, Hey man, da, 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 da. and he goes, um, I got to go. I probably have to toss a stage. And I was like, Oh no. Like I knew it. Like I knew it at that point, if you have that in your mind, it's probably got to happen. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know what it was. I had a feeling, but I didn't think it would be on that target. <laughs> uh, I didn't think it would be on that stage either. Uh, that was actually, even though I had a lot of shit on it, it wasn't very complex of a stage, right? Mm -hmm. It just wasn't. But again, all it takes is one target to change your state. I mean, hell, we could have lost three or four stages on this match doing that. It just, Oh, what? Don't 
Don't well, say that listen, it's always me. that's why I said it's <laughs> that's why I keep that's why I said to you after the match, which is never good timing to talk after you're pissed off and shit doesn't go perfect. But you have to have consistency in your match uh, with the targets like that. So it's either all open targets. Uh, hell, it didn't even matter if it was a slasher. That could have been a no shoot and the no shoot gets dropped an inch. Then what? Right yep. now, now you're back to the same situation. So. At the end of the day, it just shows you how important staff is. Like, th listen, that was actually a really good squad. We didn't, or that that staff was great on there. It was just that one freaking target change. They just missed it. They didn't do a bad job at all. I thought they did a great job. That's actually got a lot of complex shit on it to mess up. And there wasn't a lot of problems out of that out of that stage at all, from what I could see. So again, I sure. I'm a little oblivious to what happened at the match, honestly. Like that vendor area had me so busy, I barely even talked to anybody outside. I only went left the vendor area one time. So anybody who's planning on doing a vendor area, plan on having somebody staff it because you need to be around to to help, keep an eye on it, talk to your talk to your members, talk to your talk to your vendors. That should be your job of the match for sure. Um. I highly recommend the vendor area. I think it's, I think it works. I think it's going to change the sport, but you got to put effort in. So that's the only thing that's going to change it is if you put the effort in, nothing else changes the sport like effort, but all right, Todd, you got anything else now that we ended the podcast with a big fat negative. Hey, it's on outside of that. I mean, even with that, I hate to have a nine stage match, but I did, but the match itself, the vendor experience, Nothing but compliments on it. I mean, there are, in the survey, there are a few mentions of getting the stage tossed. Um, it won't happen again because I'll, I will eliminate the mistakes I can eliminate. How's that? I Tom's going to hang all um, the targets himself. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. Um, what will happen is my locals, all the hardcovers that are in that match director office now, for the next however many months, they're going to get used up. Might do an all hardcover match. That's awesome. They'll love me for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, boys. Um, I don't even know how long we've been on here. So hopefully all the information got out that everybody was hoping to find in the match because uh, I think I dumped everything I had out. Um, still kind of tired. How you feeling, Todd? You pretty tired? Today was the first day I felt like a human again. Yeah. You sounded mm -hmm. like a human this morning. That was the only time. That's the first time. Like, I called him the other day, Alex, and uh, it was, I think, 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And he's like, I'm like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, just waking up. I'm like, what? You never sleep in. <laughs> so, uh, he was basically a, a he was zombie. But well, Alex, thanks, man. I appreciate you coming on. If you uh, you want to plug your Michigan match one more time, get them, get them. Yep. So, guys, uh, Michigan in April 15th and the 16th. I have to remember the dates because it's freaking ridiculous. It's the weekend after Easter. If anyone gives a crap, uh, come shoot the match. There's still slots, uh, ten stages uh it's gonna be a good time uh you get to see me i mean usually most people just listen to my voice on the internet so come see me in person shake my hand tell me i'm an asshole um because of the stages were too difficult or whatever uh i'm okay uh I, I do the sport because i like it and i guess i like punishment as well i mean i don't know i don't know what i do it for but anyway yeah so if you want to come to the match come do it uh if not just listen to the podcast manny talk shooting uh every monday 9 a.m awesome yep good luck manny go ahead todd you're gonna plug our podcast yep <laughs> uh no nah, i'm good See, i'm just this good, is why good he's luck. not i want to hear how it, tom we got to have him back on after because i want to hear how it went i agree i absolutely agree i would love to see uh i'd like to actually we should have him come on the day after to see what he looks like <laughs> <laughs> that's the answer right there i want to see if he feels like we felt so i'll put it on my calendar then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's gonna he's like screw you guys man i don't even i can't yeah. even speak 
So, but all right, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, I hope you had a great time at the South Carolina sectional. I hope to do it again next year. Um, I actually had a, a request to do it in Georgia. I don't know if that's going to happen. I have to look at my calendar, but it would have to be the perfect scenario. Uh, I have to have it really just be like it was for South Carolina. If I don't get that opportunity to jam everybody together, have a vendor bay, have all those things that I need to have to really make it an experience, then it isn't worth it. So anybody who's out there looking to do it, if you guys need to know and some information on what I did, how I did it, hit me up, message me. I'll give you guys some tips on what I did. Um, it's really not that hard. It just takes effort. And you gotta, you might have to sacrifice a stage uh, for your match instead of a 12 stage match to an 11 stage match. I think you'll see a big difference in your experience with your, with your customers. And if we started treating these shooters like customers and think about what you would want to be treated like at a match or at a restaurant or anywhere you go as a customer, I think you'd see a different way or a different attitude out of the shooters that come to your match as well. So, all right, guys, if you have any questions, hit me up in those comments and I'll see you on the range.